As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, welcome everybody to the Capitals Face-Off podcast brought to you by Commuter Connections. A couple clicks is all it takes to share a ride to work. When you want, where you want, for free at commuterconnections.org or 800 800- 745 Ride. Carpool Now app is now available. I am your podcast captain, JJ Regan. Sitting next to me is the podcast first mate, <laughs> Capitals Insider, Tarek El Bashir. This is becoming your stick, hasn't Yes, it? this yeah, is going yeah, to become a thing. <laughs> this is definitely going to become a thing. Uh, it, Tarek, it is the bye week. I don't, I don't need the C on my jersey to, to, to be the MVP. Oh, you're, you're just the. No. Oh, you're just the, the known leader yeah, in the locker room? Yeah, I'm the 50-goal sniper who may or may not pay, play defense. Tarek, it is the bye week, <laughs> but more importantly, it is Valentine's Day. Yes. Have you, are all your ducks in a row? Have you got, are, are you all set? Yeah, the flowers came on time. I got a little nervous because I ordered late, but they arrived. Uh, the Ferrero Rocher chocolates were, um, uh, came as well, and they weren't crushed like last year. And, uh, oh, that's bad. I wrote a nice little note in the card. So yeah, I, it, it, it's good. You know, th- things went well. But I, I, I gotta tell you, man, I'm not, uh, I'm not a um, Valentine Valentine's Day guy. I'm not a holiday guy. Is is any guy a Valentine's Day guy? Uh, this is really for for. I, I don't want to sound bad, but this is for the women. I mean, it, it, best it, case it is, best case is. scenario today is that I don't get in trouble. <laughs> is that that I is that I just I do my job and I yep. don't get in trouble. Yep. Yeah. Whereas even if my wife did nothing for me today, I wouldn't care. No, I, the, the, these things don't mean a whole lot to us. I think on a whole, they mean a lot more to the women in our lives. And you know, if it means a lot to them, I'm willing to play along for a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if, if right. that's what it takes. But I'll be honest. I grew up in a house where these things didn't matter. We barely celebrated birthdays or. Or other holidays, and so, and my wife's the other way around. She like she celebrates our dog's birthday, you know. Oh, so, gosh. yeah. So That's... you know, it's um, it's been an adjustment over the past seventeen years, but yeah. it's been seventeen years, so I'm kind of yeah. used to it. My feeling about my dog is that it should feel blessed that I let this wild animal live in my house. <laughs> so uh, I'm not celebrating its birthday. Tark, let's talk some hockey. All right, let's go over the week that was, where we go over the major headlines surrounding the Caps from the past week. Another good week at home. They are, they've won 12 straight at Verizon Center. Yep. 
They 11 straight of those games, they've scored five goals or more. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, what, what can you say about this team? This Every year I feel like we say to this team, this is the best we've ever seen them. This year, they were, it, again, this is the best I've ever seen this team. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I almost feel like it's Groundhog's Day a little bit. Uh, you, you know, I, I have said at least during the course of two seasons, I want to say 2009-10 and last year, Oh my God! This is the best Caps team I've ever seen. They're going to win the Stanley Cup. I better buckle in and and, and prepare myself emotionally for this, for, to finally see something I've been waiting to see since I was a kid. The Caps were born the same year I was born. Um, this year, though, it does feel a little different, and I'm not saying that lightly. I, I really do think things look a little different. There were times. In 2009-10, when I looked at that, uh, the way they were playing, and you were con- you were concerned about how they took care of business in their own end. You yeah. were concerned about coaching. You were concerned about certain things. You were concerned that they were relying too much on the power play and relying too much on Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom. This year, I don't have those concerns. Right. You know, Ovi scoring 14 percent of their goals, not 22 percent. You know, guys like Brett Connolly and Lars Eller are scoring goals. Braden Holtby has returned to last year's form. Uh, the coaches have shown throughout the year, and I'm talking about Barry Trotz, Todd Reardon, Lane Lambert, that entire staff, Blaine Forsythe, they have shown they have the ability and the smarts to make adjustments when things aren't going well. And so when you take all of that into account, especially that secondary scoring, you and I have said this before, and I'm not afraid to say it on the record here on our podcast, if they don't win the Stanley Cup this year, I mean... When are they going to do it? Right. When are they going to do it? It's it's really if they don't do it this year, I don't know. I, I don't know when they will because yeah. they're getting older, and this is the best they've ever been. And yeah. like you said, those teams before them, all I mean, it's easy to say now. With there were hindsight, worse. There were worse. But they had yeah. underlying weaknesses that yeah. you could clearly see. For yeah. this team, the only question is, can they play as well in the playoffs as they are right now? And there's no reason why they can't. It's just the question. There isn't. I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. And I know fans hate to hear this, but they do have to catch a certain amount of breaks and things sure. they can't control. Yes. The, the question I have is, and I think we'll, this will really be underscored this year, is are some of these big-name guys under-pressure performers? Can they get the job done? Because mm-hmm. they these guys know, and they talk about it openly in the dressing room, and that's not something I've heard before. I mean, guys, you ask them, is this your is this your best chance to – yes, it is. I mean, no doubt, without a doubt, we know what the contract situations are. We know this for this group is our best chance. I mean, they admit to it, and I like the fact that they admit to it. I like the fact they are above board. and They aren't afraid of the fact that they're going to have to face the pressure of knowing this is their best chance to get the job yep. done. I love it. But it wasn't all good news this week. Andre Burakoski – it's out until March. Yeah. He has what the team will not tell us is a broken hand, but right. it is a broken hand. I right. saw him in the locker room after the Ducks game. He's got a red hard he, cast on his hand. Well, it was white then, but he, he has a big cast on his yeah. hand. He has a broken hand. Yeah. Um, so he's out. So the question here about this third line, the third line, all those players mm. sort of underachieved a little bit right. before they were brought together right. as a combination. I'm really interested to see what this third line looks like when they have to shuffle things up a little you bit. You know, JJ, that's a question uh, that is on the forefront of everyone's mind right now because that third line has been so valuable over the past six weeks. You know, Brett Connolly has come to life. Lars Eller is looking like the player the Capitals gave up two 
second-round picks to acquire at the draft last year. And Andre Burakovsky kind of woke up from his, you know, slumber from the first two and a half months. Right. Um, it was a tough break, you know, no pun intended. I mean, it was a tough break for the kid. He, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> but you, you, you don't need to play the boo. Uh, it's better than the sad trombone. But um, I would say the silver lining to that is the fact that he's probably the most replaceable forward on this team. And I don't say that as a knock on him. I just say it when I look at the players who have certain skill sets and who is down in Hershey. And Jacob Verana and... Andre Burakovsky are very similar players. Uh, Verona is fast. Andre's fast. Verona has a great shot. Andre has a great shot. Now, Andre has obviously played, a, you know, dozens more NHL games, has a lot more experience, has scored, you know, tons more goals at this level than Verona has with one goal. But I see an opportunity for a rookie to come in, get a month, plus a week or so of, of um, playing time and really show what he can do because let's not let's not forget that you know next year Verona is going to be on this team. He's going to replace yes, someone, is. most likely Justin Williams, yes, he is. on this team. So this is going to be his kind of trial by fire. You know, Zach Sanford, I'll be honest, he had 55 minutes of meh, and then he scored his first yeah. NHL goal. Uh, and I was like, oh, we my were, God, what, what just happened? We were all – Tearing him apart in, yeah. the, pre- in the press box. He, I'll say, boy, he does, he looks lost. He's look, not playing look, well. Look, Zach Sanford is going to be a pro in this league for a long time. He's going to be a very, very important piece of this team going forward. But he projects as a checking line center. Yes. And that's not what they need right now. They, they need a right wing who can score goals and get teams on their heels with their speed and can be the trailer when... When um, Connolly takes the puck in and Eller, you know, um, does his thing and can you know get the get the pass and snipe the puck over the goalie, and that's Jacob Verona. That's that guy. That's his. That's his mo. That's his game. Um, I'd be surprised if he's not here when the team returns from its hiatus. Yes. Um, stranger things have happened, but that's what I would expect to see. And so again, it, it stinks for Andre. It stinks for the third line because of the chemistry they had established, but. If you were going to lose a player, that's the guy that can be replaced most easily. <laughs> the most easily replaced forward. <laughs> Shots I mean, fired. No, I, Shots I mean. Shots fired. Look, look he, Andre, Andre is going to be a good player. You know, his, I think his development, and I think he would even tell you, has been a little slower than some people would have expected. I talked to people at the start of training camp, and they thought this was going to be a 25-goal season for him. They think he's going to be a 25-plus goal guy. He ain't going to get there this year. Definitely not with his injury, but even without the injury, he wasn't. Um, he's got to do something about the starts to his season. He can't start the season with a goal or two over the first 25 games again. So he's going to have to adjust the way he approaches the offseason. And these are things you learn as, as, a, as a young player. And, um, and again, like I said, I, I'm not singling him out. I'm just saying it's not losing Nicholas Backstrom or Evgeny Kuznetsov or um, even Jay Beagle. You know, it, it, he's his his role is relatively defined, and it's skate fast on the right wing and score goals. Speaking of Nicholas Backstrom, uh, the most overlooked player in the NHL has very quietly climbed up the stat sheet. He is now tied 
for second in the NHL in points with 60. And he hasn't played in a while. Tied. <laughs> he hasn't played a yeah. game. In- <laughs> Tied with Sidney Crosby, yeah. one point behind Connor McDavid. Yep. That is incredible. You know, it, it's incredible the fact that no one else has pulled away. Um, I think Nicholas is doing what Nicholas does. Um, you know, that, that's a fair point. Yeah, when, when, I think, when I think of Nicholas Backstrom, I think of a superb, even sublime talent that does, goes about things quietly. You know, he'll, he'll have a couple games where you don't notice a whole lot, and then he'll have two or three three-point games in a row. I mean, he's, you know, he's had one 100-point season. Um, the highest he's ever finished in his 10 years in the league in points is fourth. I think his talent actually tells me he probably should have had a couple of thirds in there, you know. Wow. But, um, you know, he's done well for himself. And I think this is his best opportunity, given the fact that Crosby and McDavid haven't run away. Um, Brent Burns is probably not going to run away. Brad Marchand's probably not going to run away. He's going to get an opportunity to win, a, win an Art Ross. And he might do it quietly. Um, That's the way he does everything. What he's got to do, what he's got to do if he wants to get there, is he's got to score more goals. As long as T.J. Oshie stays hot and Alex Ovechkin does his thing and the power play keeps rolling, he's going to rack up primary and secondary assists. If he wants to win the Art Ross, he's going to have to get to 25-ish goals, probably. Um, he's he's pretty close to that pace right now, but he's gonna have to keep shooting the puck and scoring goals and keep up keep racking up the assists. I think it's possible. It's possible. I think it's possible. And the thing that I like about his game too is that he's no longer trigger shot. He does look for the pass before the shot, but he's not giving up the better shot for the pass anymore. And, and you know the other thing, um, amazing thing about Nicholas Backstrom is. He's not getting easy minutes either. It's not like he's out no. there against the third line or the fourth line. Right. He's out there against the best players in the world every shift. And his job isn't just to set up Ovi and Oshi and maybe score a goal here or there. His job is to shut down the other team's best player most right. nights. He, the most underrated aspect yeah. of Backstrom's game is is that he's a shutdown forward. So the, 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 fact, the fact that he can do both ends as well as he does is incredible. Um, honestly, I, I just feel like he may, should have had, had another hundred point season in there somewhere. <laughs> wow. But um, Tar's throwing shade today. No, no, I, I, he's outstanding. I mean, he's a top, he's a top fifteen player in my mind in the whole league, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. I, I think, he, I think he got screwed out of an all star <laughs> appearance yeah. this year. Uh, you know, I think there were other years where he, he's also had some years where he, you know, I, I thought um, his point total at the end when it was all said and done was a little below. You know where it should have been, but I think this year he probably deserved an All Star berth, and he didn't get it. Um, I don't think he minded. I, you know, he's the, I, he's the kind of guy yeah, who would m- much rather spend time with his family and relax and put his feet up and get ready for the part of the season that really matters. All right, one more thing I wanted to get to on the Caps. Okay, it is their bye week. Yep, this is the first year of the bye week. Yep. What is, is considering how hot this team is? Was it a bad time? What are we expecting from this team when they come back? Well, I mean, you look at the other teams around the league and how they've come off their bye. It hasn't been pretty. Um, the the record is significantly sub five hundred in that first game after the bye. Um, I think it did come in a little bit of a bad time. I, I, I think when something is in motion and going in the right direction, you want to stay in motion and continue going in the right direction. At the same time, it's been a grind of a season. I mean, I don't do anything other than watch the game and then stand in front of a camera and talk about it. And I was worn out. You know, I was worn out by the time this bye week came along. I can't imagine the guys who practice 
morning skate, travel, do all, you know, it, it, it was every other day since like Christmas. You know, so if, if they use the time right and really relax, I think it could be a long-term benefit. The, the one concern I would have isn't even the momentum because I think this team is so uber-talented. They'll just, you know, eventually rediscover their form. It's something Brooks Orpik brought up the other day. The older guys, you're going to be going from the beach to practice to back-to-back road games. And do you snap a groin? Do you, yeah, you know... Yeah, that's a fair point. Do, do, do you do something that your body... Because you, you've kind of been at rest now for six days. Do you do something that could cause an injury? So that'd be my biggest concern. I mean, the momentum, even if they lose their first game coming back, whatever, you know, they'll, they'll pick it up. Um, now, if we get five games after that and they're still kind of struggling, then it's like, uh-oh. But, you know, let's get there first. Right. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, guys, because we are a legitimate podcast. That means we have sponsors. Sponsors. It's time to pay the bills. So we'll be back in just a couple seconds. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Capitals Face-Off podcast. Uh, J.J. Regan and Tarek El-Bashir still here because we – I mean, that was like a couple seconds for you, and it was pretty much instantaneous for us. Yep. Just peeked behind the curtain there. (laughs) Uh, So let's go over – Let's go over the uh, around the league, where we take a quick look at what's going on around the NHL. Uh, Tark, what the heck got in the Gustav Nyquist? Wow, yeah, that was um, that was something I didn't expect to see from that player. Uh, no history of of playing that way. Um, I watched it in real time. Um, you know, the, the one cool thing about the bye week is you get to watch the rest of the league every night, which is kind of great because uh, I'm a big fan of the game, and it's cool to be able to watch everything else. Usually when you're at Verizon Center, you don't get that opportunity. But anyway, um, I mean, he had anger in his eyes when he made that play. I don't know if he actually meant to stab him in the face with a stick blade. I think he was trying to – he was definitely trying to spear him. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if his arm brushing the wall changed the angle of his stick, but you could tell immediately he knew he had done something stupid and wrong and – uh, knew he was going to be in trouble, and um, you know, fortunately, uh, it didn't cause a serious serious injury. But uh, I, I, I was I was stunned because you, you just don't see that that much anymore. You know, I mean, there were t- a t- there was a time twenty years ago where you know blatant bad stick fouls happened quite a bit. I felt I feel like, and you just don't see that a lot anymore. And the thing that really surprised me was that. No one from the wild, like, singled him out for the remainder of the game and tried to kill him. I thought for sure he was – although, you know, they don't really have an enforcer. I thought just one of their tougher guys would have been like, all right, now it's time to answer for that. Bro. You know, what, something that I've always found interesting about the NHL is that all these players will go and stand up for each other if there are – if they sense some sort of, you know, minor slight. Mm-hmm. But when something really egregious happens mm-hmm. – you do, usually don't see the kind of blowback because either the team is saying, oh, we're about to get a five-minute major power right, play here, right. or maybe they're just so much shocked that no one right. can really believe what happened. And that, that I think that played into it a little bit because that was, that was a pretty vicious hit. And I'm not buying this, oh, I didn't mean to do that. You mean – you maybe maybe you didn't mean to hit him that bad, but right. you meant to hit him. Come oh, on. I mean, he was definitely going for a spear or a high slash with that. I just don't know if he was – you know, trying to get him in the face with the blade of his stick. I, I think that was kind of circum, circumstance, you know, just it, it, it's hard to kind of even 
I, I don't know. It's hard to imagine another player trying to do that to. I mean, even though they're on different teams, they are part of the same fraternity. I, I just, yeah, stunned. You know, fortunate that Spurgeon what didn't wasn't injured um, more seriously. And I think you know Bruce Boudreau, being the coach uh, that he is, probably talked his guys off a ledge. Said, "Hey, look, what's the league deal with this? Don't go after him." I think that may be why no yeah. one attacked him. A uh, quick look at the standings show that the Caps are nine points ahead in the Metropolitan Division. They're going to come back that's, from the break still ahead. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. There is a three-way tie for second place, which also First shows losers. you how crazy the Metro is. <laughs> between, the Pit, between the Pittsburgh Penguins, Columbus Blue Jackets, New York Rangers. The New York Rangers are, are coming on fast. They are. They, they look are. pretty good right now. They're looking really good. Um, uh, it looks like Henrik Lundqvist has bounced back a little bit. Um, their D, just like the Capitals' D, Racking up a lot of points too. They're getting a lot of offense from um, from their blue line, which you know you talk about secondary scoring. People always think about that third line and fourth line of forwards, but secondary scoring can be your D too. And they're getting a lot of a lot of production from that blue line. They're going to be a tough out. The you know I, I think the Caps are the odds on favorite to win the Stanley Cup and, pro- and definitely to to win the division and win the East. But when I look at the teams that worry me. I would say Rangers, Pittsburgh, and then Columbus. Yes. Uh, no one from the Atlantic. I think that's a weak, the weaker of the two divisions. Um, I mean, Montreal with, with Carey Price can always, I guess, you know, steal a series. And Ottawa always plays them tough. They do always play them tough. But, I mean, after after Carey Price with the Canadians, what do they have? I mean, Pacioretty, yeah. you know. There, um, there are a few. Radulov's played well, but, I mean, we, there are a few matchups roster. I, I want no, no part of. Um, Ottawa is one of them, but they'll probably finish in second. Yeah. I prob- I would certainly prefer the Flyers in that second wild card spot over Toronto because Toronto yeah. is also a team that gives Cats fits. But, yeah. But and, and, and what, what's that team going to look like in the playoffs with all their the youngsters? I, I think that's a team the Cats could could take yeah, advantage of with their I, experience. I, I would agree with that. You know, I think Columbus is starting to crater the way I think I told you they were going to at some point because <laughs> yes. John Tortorella wears yes. his players out. He wears yeah. them out. I'm I'm not overly concerned about Columbus. Yeah, I, think. I, I mean, although I did find Henrik Zetterberg's comments very, very interesting. Uh, Tom Gallitti, um, I got a quote from him after the, the game the other night, and it was on Russian Machine Never Breaks. Uh, he said Columbus, when they had the Red Wings had just played Columbus, is harder to play against than the Capitals, even though they had just gotten smoked by the Capitals. So uh, found that interesting from a guy who's won a Stanley Cup and has been around a long time. Um, you know, who knows what exactly he meant by that. But I, They're a tough team. They're one of those teams that nobody likes to play. They're a tough out every night. But in terms of, of teams that I think have a serious shot at the Stanley Cup, I'm – I'm putting them a notch below the Caps, the Penguins, and the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, and the, I would say on the on the West, the Wild and the Blackhawks scare the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. You know, other than that, they're just there are a lot of solid teams out there, but they're not the same. It's not the same West that we, that we've come to know and appreciate in recent years. All right, Tyrek. All right, time for some hot takes. We're at West McCauley. Hot takes. What do you got? Hot takes. Uh, where we make bold statements, ask tough questions, and just get angry. All right, but before we get to that, <clears throat> Wes McCauley. Wes McCauley. 
like it or don't like it. The we got five minutes for fighting. I loved it. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know how you can not like it. Yeah. And I, last year, the we got a goal. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's awesome. I love it. I, I get the argument. You don't want the ref becoming the show. If everyone did like that, it, but okay, it's hilarious. But it's one guy. I'm cool. It's with. hilarious. All right, hot takes. All right, my specialty. I know. So the first one, uh, I've got a question for you. All right. Do the Caps need to get a third goalie at the trade deadline? What? No. You get, what you uh, have about? you seen what's going on in Hershey? Yeah. Hershey's a mess right now. They Vi- are. Vitek Vanacek, it, we, I talked a lot about him exceeding expectations yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yeah. He's no longer doing that. Joe Kanata, Joe Hershey tried to send Joe Kanata to South Carolina because he's playing so bad in the ECHL. Right. But per his contract, he can refuse, and he refused. And so now Hershey has three goalies. Which is never a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm honestly. That's like I, I know you're you're a big like minor league mm-hmm. guy with your prospect report, which is yeah. outstanding. Everyone should read it every week. I usually get through the first two paragraphs before I go. I got to get back to the NHL. <laughs> um, but I, I, Thank I, I, you, I can't I think. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. <laughs> I, I just don't. I can't be concerned with those details. And I, I mean, if they make a small move for someone who can help them out in the minor leagues, whatever. That's not that. Sh- that should not be in the top ten list of things. That oh, Brian th- this is this is definitely in in the hockey realm. This is the definition of a first world problem. <laughs> but I, I if if Holpe or Grubauer goes down, there's no one that you would even feel comfortable putting on your bench right now. Last year they had Dan Ellis and Justin Peters, and I know Justin Peters has become. A punchline, right? But I mean, but at least you could be feel comfortable of bringing him okay, okay. to be the back. Let, let, let's just let, let's just let's play this game. It's okay. a silly game. Let's play it. Mm-hmm. Even if Grubauer went down, Holtby's more rested than before mm-hmm. than he would than he would be in an ordinary season. Yes, you know. Um, and if Holtby went down, Grubauer's been one of the top goaltenders in the league. Right. I'm not saying I, I, someone I, who should play. I, I'm just I, saying, do they need a third goalie for I, insurance because I, things are spiraling in Hershey? Uh, hot take. Says no. <laughs> that, that's a that's hot a pre- take. Tark, you like that's that a little little, little alliteration there? Yeah, that's that's a pretty hot take. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, the Ducks game. Okay. They, I, I, this, this is this is just straight anger. Okay. The Ducks game. Mm-hmm. We saw an off. We saw a challenge for offsides. Yep. And the referees went over mm-hmm. to to the bench, pulled out their little tablets, mm-hmm. and reviewed. First of all. We shouldn't be reviewing for offsides at all. This is ridiculous. This is this is a complete failure. When we go frame by frame to see if someone was off by a millimeter, it defeats the purpose of the the purpose of this was to make sure there are no egregious misses. But when a player is a millimeter offsides, that doesn't affect the play. No one is sitting. The defense isn't sitting there going, "I bet that guy was offsides. I'm pulling up." He's still playing. It doesn't affect the play. We shouldn't be reviewing this at all. I hate it. But what I hate even more than the offsides challenge is the fact that whenever it's challenged, the referees go over and they pull out these little tiny tablets and make the call off of that. That is ridiculous. There is a video war room in Toronto where you could see every angle of everything. And I know they're in contact with them. They shouldn't be giving these tablets at all. It is a ridiculous look. No one should be making any calls off of these tablets. I hate it. Why do they continue to have these tablets and try to make these calls off of these tiny tablets when we, we have a better view of this upstairs? 
I, do, I need the squirt, TV? do I need to squirt some water on you, man? You're like frothing at the mouth I right hate, now. Whoa. I, I so, hate it. it. Wow, JJ. Drives me insane. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you calm now? Are you ready for some reason? Okay. I, look, I, I agree with most of what you said there. I, I don't have um, a problem with offsides being reviewable. I actually think it adds a little – not only do they, does it give a, the, the teams to – an opportunity to get something right that happens at 30 miles an hour and is very difficult even for a linesman um, to catch. And when it results in a goal, I think it is something that needs to be reviewable. I, however, would put the call in the hands of Toronto. I would take it out of the hands of the officials on the ice. They already missed it once. And like you said, they're trying to look at it on a, what, a six- to eight-inch screen? Right. I would um, let the folks uh, at Air Canada Centre... In the office there, which I have spent a Saturday night once upon a time with uh, Colin Campbell and uh, and Murph and all those guys, they let me come in for for a Saturday night and eat some pizza with them and watch how the operation works. It's a great operation. I would let them make the call. I think that would expedite things. I think you wouldn't have. Um, we could see pretty quickly whether yes, it was offside. I, or not. I agree, and I think the folks in Toronto with their forty inch flat screens and the really big monitor at the end of the. At the end of the um, the wall on the on the wall, they can make the call. I would let them handle it and then relay it to uh, Macaulay, who can then turn around and go, "We got a goal." <laughs> <laughs> at, at the very least, get rid of the tablets. But I would get rid of the offsides review altogether. I know you want to get the play right, but really, it's to make sure. It's not affecting the play if it's that close. The defense isn't pulling up. The defense isn't playing it any differently than they would be if it was just blatant offsides. Goals, win and lose games, they determine whether players get bonuses, they determine whether coaches keep their jobs. There is a much bigger probability that the Stanley Cup is decided... By by a review by one of these stupid reviews than there ever was from the Stanley Cup being decided by a bad offsides call. I, I would I would much rather I would much ra- I would I would rather offsides stay reviewable, but like I said, in the hands of the folks in Toronto, the capable hands of the folks in Toronto. You, you know, I I think we're moving towards a world where everything is going to become eventually reviewable. They just need to streamline the process. I mean, they're you know getting back to Nyquist. I mean, how how is how is offsides reviewable and that's not that guy should no way should have finished the game. No way. True. There ought to be some you know a coach should be able to challenge that. You know when he sees his player going off with with a you know a three inch gash on his face, he ought to be able to go, hey, you know what? Here's my you know. Here's our red flag. Throw it down to the ice, just like the NFL, coach, the NFL yeah, coaches do, I mean, and review that. At some point, I, I, I think once they, once they once they let me finish. Okay. Once okay. they streamline the process, I think because um, no one wants a three-hour and ten-minute hockey game. But if you're able to streamline the process, I'm for um, reviewable stuff. Well, you're wrong. No. Anyway, uh, Tarek, any hot takes? Um, hot takes. Hot takes. Um, you know, you're putting me on the spot here. I, 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 nothing really jumps to mind. I mean, I, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that I've been saying that I've been catching a lot, not flack for, but people have been reacting to on Twitter. I've been saying it a lot, and I said it in this podcast: is if the Caps don't win it this year, I, then I'm with you. <laughs> you might want to find something else to occupy your time with, I, because this is the best team. This is the best team I've seen, and I, and I know I've said that a couple times over the past. You know, 12 years of the Ovechkin era, but this one's different. 
This one's different. Enjoy the ride, Caps fans. You know, enjoy these last 26 games, and then you know, just in, enjoy enjoy the, the the run. I think it's going to be a long one. I, I think that people in and around the team are starting to kind of gird and project that hey, this 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 might be the one. If this ends in the first or second round, even the conference final, I mean. It can't be regarded as anything other than a failure. I, I I reject the notion that this team that this team has to at least make the conference final. I reject that. This nope. team is too good yep. to aim for the conference final. Conference final. Conference final does nothing for for this group, um, given the fact that it's going to be a vastly different looking group next yeah, year. Yeah, I, I agree with you for the most part, except for one. I, Ultimately, we don't know what this team will look like next year. I don't think they're going to be terrible. I think they'll probably still be a playoff team. Oh, they're not going to be terrible. But they're not going to be the juggernaut that they are now. And, you know, maybe this year is their best chance to win the Cup because I don't know that they're ever going to be as good as they are right now in the Ovechkin era ever again. And, you know, anything can happen. Maybe next year or two years from now they catch fire. They they go in as a four seed. They catch fire, and all of a sudden they – that run that we haven't seen, they make. So I, you, can, you can't say, well, they'll never win if, if they don't do it this year. But this is their best chance. This is their best chance, and this is their best last chance. Yeah, I, with this group. With this group, this is it. I mean, look, Alex Ovechkin is not getting younger. Nicholas Baxham is not getting younger. Um, uh, if you think Alex is going to be a 40 to 50 goal guy for the next five or six years, you're crazy. Right. We're seeing evidence of of him changing his game, adapting his game right now. He's playing fewer minutes. He's still scoring the big goals, but um, the pressure really is on this group. And I, I the one X factor that you that we don't really know is how is this group going to handle that pressure. Um, I mean, that's it's going to be considerable. I mean, they know and they've talked about it and they're open about it. They're upfront about it. This is it. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Th- this is it, and uh, I, I've never, I've reject, I've also rejected that notion that for years now that oh Ovechkin can't win, all mm-hmm. you know, all those naysayers they should trade Ovechkin. They can't win. They've shown that they they're incapable of winning. If they don't win this year, th- that would be the time where I say, well, then I don't know that they that they can in the Ovechkin era. Th- this would be the breaking point for me. Because th- this is the best they've been. Would you throw away your Capitals lunchbox? Would I throw away? I should because it's getting pretty pretty gross. Pretty <laughs> nasty right now. But no. No, of course not. I have a hard time getting rid of any Capitals stuff. <laughs> to be honest. You should see my house. It's crazy. Uh, if you want a really hot take, you should try out Commuter Connections. Do you like that transition? You see how much of a professional I am? That was um, uh, weak. You know it's not weak. <laughs> commuter connections. A couple clicks is all it takes to save time and money on your commute. Scheduled or on demand, it's free at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. Carpool Now app is now available. You know, the, the, you know what the upside of this job is a What's lot of that? times? It's we don't have to deal with rush hour traffic. <laughs> that the is... Practice starts after rush hour and yes. games end long after rush hour. That is good for my sanity because I hate traffic. Yeah. I hate it. Yep. I hate sitting in traffic and I get to avoid most of it. So that's, that's very good. All right, Tark. What you got? Let's take a look at the week ahead. All right. Caps return to action on Saturday for a matinee against Detroit. Yep. 
the last place Detroit Red Wings. Capitals which, last visit to the Joe. The la- that's right. The last visit to the Joe. My, one of my favorite buildings in the league because of just all the history there, the the names of the champions painted on the wall. The 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 dressing room there for the Red Wings is unlike anything else in the league. Uh, you know they they have um, uh, all sorts of history in there, um, bronze busts, all sorts of cool stuff. I love it, but it's time for a new building. It's it's pretty sad that this is the way it's going out, but ultimately they needed to acknowledge that they needed a rebuild. They yes, probably should have done I, it one what? or two years ago. You and I have talked about this before. I mean, if there were two teams in the league when I was writing my previews. At the start of the season, I was looking at you know I'm going through every roster and I'm going Detroit and Vancouver. They just need to blow it up. What oh, are they doing? What are they doing? Yes. What are they doing? Yeah, and those are my the top two teams that just need to start over. Day after that on Sunday they have another matinee. It's time against the New York Rangers. I'm going to that, I'll be Go live on. from the Zamboni Corner. That is a pre, post game um, um, pre pre game. That's a super tough matinee because yep. they're two o'clock in Detroit. Yep, twelve thirty in New York. That's a tough turnaround. That's a tough turnaround. Um, at least, at least they'll be in New York. To, they'll be in New York. Is they won't be landing in New York at like five in the morning yeah. or something like that. So at least they'll get a good night's sleep in New York, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. No, they, they will, and um, I, I think I think that does help a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I I would look at that Rangers game as a bit of a measuring stick game. I think you so, know, considering how well the Rangers are playing, and considering at that point you're going to be down to 24 games left. You know, you look at the history of Stanley Cup champions, those last 25 games are huge. The teams that are playing great down the stretch make deep runs. And I think that's going to be the first test where you'll be able to go, okay, here, here's, here's, here's what we got. And um, I think, uh, you know, they'll probably get their cobwebs out against Detroit, and hopefully they'll be ready to play against the Rangers. I don't like having the back-to-backs right out of the bike. No. No, they, I don't they like shouldn't it do that. Don't like it either. Uh, but that's what's coming up. They also have a game against at, in Philadelphia Me on Wednesday. Too. They host Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers on Friday. That should be an interesting one. And then they head to Nashville on Saturday. Uh, that is. It's a pretty big, busy week there. That is a busy week. That's a busy week for yeah. them and us and yep. all the fans out there. Anyway, this has been the second Capitals Face Off podcast. I hope it is. I hope it is the Terminator 2 of sequels, the ones that surpass the original. The you thought, aliens. You thought, you thought ter- Terminator 2 was better than the original Terminator? This is, yes. Hmm. Are you kidding? Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm my not, gosh. I've never liked, I've almost never now liked that's a, a hot take. <laughs> you know, it's been so many years since I've seen it. I guess maybe I'll need to watch them again back to back. You know what sequel really outdoes the original? No. Aliens. The sequel is phenomenal. I love, I love the sequel. The sequel was pretty good, um, but nothing will ever beat the alien popping out of that dude's chest. Well, you see lots of that in the second one too. Yeah, but but the first it was time, the first, the first time, time you, see that. you go, <laughs> what the oh, heck is going oh, on? I was a little kid and it yeah. freaked me out. I didn't sleep for like a month. <laughs> yeah. And here's a hot take: Yeah, Godfather Part Two is not better than Godfather Part One. People need to put that to rest. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. crazy talk. Godfather, the Godfather is the best movie ever made. Do you consider Pulp Fiction uh, uh, part two of Reservoir Dogs? No. Do people think that? No. I, I, I guess they were they were different. Don't don't get me going on Pulp Fiction. Uma Thurman plays no purpose in that movie. It'd be the same movie if you cut her out. That's my hot take. Whoa. Yeah. 
before we go down that rabbit hole, we should cut this off. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here for another, another yep. hour and a half. Guys, he's Tarek El-Bashiri, Capitals Insider. I'm JJ Regan, Capitals Correspondent. Check out csmminatlantic.com for all your Capitals coverage. Thanks for coming out, guys. See you on the other side of the break. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.